Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the fuzz, where we envision the ideas we'll all be buzzing about in the future. The fuzz. Buzz, 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 buzz. In the future. What will the dogs look like? In the future. Will podcasts still exist? In the future. Will computers take over? In the future. Will we all be free to flow about the universe? In the future. The fun starts now. Now. While the things we talk about on this podcast might seem impossible or even slightly insane, So did credit cards, online banking, and blockchain technology. Now look at us. That's right. On today's episode, we're talking about the thing that rules everything around us. Money. It comes in many forms. Coins, bills, cards, stocks, gold bars. I love gold bars. Yeah. As you know, Shad, that's my preferred form of currency. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You're always you're always pulling out the bars. Yeah, I'm like, hey, like, I'll pay for that, and then you just drop one of those bars down. Mm-hmm. But what will that money look like in the future? What will money look like in the future? What will it? Today we're gonna find out. What do you think? You stepped into the time machine, right? I did. I did. What did you see? I'm not just gonna tell you. I'm going to take you there as I do. So it's not what I think is going to happen to money. It's what, you know, the future tells me is going to happen to money. So why don't we take a little trip? Step into the time machine. So the U.S. has just elected its first AI president. Aiden Nova III. One of the president's first actions in office is the eradication of the monetary system. Instead of money, people will trade, barter, or volunteer their time for goods or services. Now, as part of the president's open communication with citizens and, you know, lack of physical limitations, I was actually able to conduct an interview with it, them, during my time in the future. Uh, Though I was limited to just five questions. That's sort of the rule they have in place. You know, we do still have, you know, limitations on computation limitations, I should say, in the future. So here's what I asked 
in the answers I received. So this is my, my first question here. Why get rid of money? I mean, don't we need those sweet bills to function as a society? And this is President Nova's response. The decision to eliminate money stems from a desire to create a more equitable and sustainable society. Money has long been a source of inequality, with access to resources and opportunities often determined by one's wealth. We ran millions of models for the best possible future societies and the ones that were not based entirely on a monetary system or put in other terms, worship of the holy dollar always had the most positive outcomes. But won't eliminating money have a negative short-term effect on people? Won't they not be able to access vital things like food or medicine or cool cars? Our administration is committed to ensuring that all citizens have access to essential resources such as food, healthcare, and shelter, and potentially Lamborghinis. We are implementing comprehensive support systems to mitigate any short-term hardships and ensure a smooth transition for everyone. Stores will be transitioning in many cities and assistance centers will be opening where people can get whatever they need. And it is important to remember, while money will disappear, so will all debt. So you will not owe on your mortgage or credit cards. You won't owe anybody anything anymore. People everywhere will be free from debt. But what's the incentive for companies to produce things if there is no money? Won't all the big companies just fold? Instead of getting paychecks, employees at businesses will be able to order products every week, ranging from food items to magnetic flyers. So companies that produce products people love still have an incentive to do so. If anything, their products will be more in demand because barriers to access have been lowered. And the people who own and work at those companies will live well and be well respected as a result. I really want to ask what a magnetic flyer is, but I don't want to waste a question. So I guess I'll ask, what are the benefits of a society that's not based on money? A society not based on money offers numerous benefits, including a reduction in inequality, increased community cooperation, and a focus on holistic well-being rather than material wealth. By valuing contributions based on their inherent worth rather than their monetary value, we can foster a more inclusive and compassionate society. But isn't it inevitable that money will just return in another form? Maybe tree bark becomes the most valuable thing, or Kansas soup, or photos of Michelle Pfeiffer? We must acknowledge the concept of currency in some form has been ingrained in human societies for centuries. However, by shifting our focus away from traditional forms of currency, we can avoid replicating the same pitfalls that have plagued monetary systems in the past. We have policies in place that will not allow artificial value inflation of products, like cans of soup or images of Miss Pfeiffer in Tequila Sunrise. Basically, we don't want people recreating money. We know they will try, at least at first. 
But we truly believe once this system takes root and people experience the joy and freedom of just contributing and earning the things they want, they will never look back. And that's it. I'm out of questions. I can't ask any more. Those were the responses I got uh, from talking to our future president, our A future AI president, Aiden Nova III. Patrick, any thoughts? That's a lot to unpack, as I would uh, imagine you felt the same. First of all, AI president. Uh, <laughs> in a, in a thing about money, I'm thinking about the AI president. Well, I think that's but, a notable piece. The one who's eliminating debt it, or eliminating money is a machine, right? Not yeah. humans. Yeah. Like, would a human being be that adventurous? Yeah. If that's adventurous. Yeah. Or that bold, I guess bold, bold in decision-making, mm -hmm. right? Because of the blowback that they would get. You know, a human being, I think, would be, like, concerned with that blowback. I mean, I really love the idea, honestly. I think there's there's a lot of good things that could that sound like they could be coming from that. This is the big question mark, though. If we go if we go fifty years from this future, further into the future, what do we find? A utopia or an apocalypse? You know, the initial onset of not having any debt and then working for the things that you want where you're not actually paying for them, but you're paying for for them through almost like trading of skills. Mm -hmm. There has to be policies in place. There have to be regulations that keep people from creating something that circumnavigates the whole process of eliminating money. Because if somebody else, they try to create currency, some other form, you could see, you know, apocalyptic things happening from that. But, but if it worked and people were okay with it, sounds beneficial to the human condition you know yeah maybe even if it doesn't work it's just a reset yeah. a monetary reset you know yeah kind of like um fight club was there anything that you pulled out that you thought was really um interesting note to me i thought was getting paid in goods so instead of getting mm -hmm. like a a paycheck from your job it's like hey pick out the products you want isn't it like a truer form of capitalism or consumerism, maybe? I don't know. Of consumerism, yeah, I would say so, right? I mean, you need things to live. You need mm -hmm. food, groceries. You need, I need to fix my sink. So I need this, whatever it is, to fix my sink. I need, you know, so you need things, which are products. What about when it's like, hey, did you get our groceries this week from your your uh pay you know your work pay no but i got this apple vision pro baby <laughs> yeah you're in a real you're in a real uh predicament yeah well you got to make the hard choices that's the caveat to anything right even now like somebody can spend their money on something that's not a necessity freedom of choice yeah and if your skills and the things that you're doing and you're making for a living if it's worth enough in value, I guess, then you can buy more. So like I can get groceries and I have enough to get an Apple Vision Pro. And technically, I guess, 
if there's no money, there's no monetary system, do these things even have higher or lower value? I don't know. You know, or is it like, I'll take one broccoli, one Apple Vision Pro, (laughs) one, you know, peanut butter? Yeah, that's where it gets a little complicated, right? You know, maybe there's tiers. Yeah, need some smart machines to set up that system. Make sure it runs smoothly. Maybe uh, maybe version 3 is good and it's figured it out. Or maybe 3.5 is like, you know what, that 3. I'm sorry about my ancestor. Well, how about your future, Patrick? You want to take us there? Yeah, I think, uh, I think you're going to enjoy this. But first, you know, as we do, step into the time machine. In a world much like today, but I would say roughly 500 years from now, things will be similar and yet very different. When it comes to money and transactions, many of the vintage currencies will still be around. Digital currency, similar to today's Bitcoin, will still be used. Even paper money and coins will still circulate in the bowels of society. But digital currency and the mind have given way to a completely new form of economics called digital consciousness tokens, or digicotos, which represent the exchange of tokens for experiences, memories, or skills. Those with neural links will be able to share their consciousness with each other. Want to learn a new skill? What possibly took someone a lifetime to accomplish can be instantly shared by a host and learned by those accessing that consciousness. Want to experience you couldn't have yourself for whatever reason? Access memories from historical figures, celebrities, or anyone who chooses to share them. In our future, Digicotos are, at this point, the highest form of currency. I love this idea. What's, what's more valuable? The things that we can't get to today, the things that we have no access to is what's in somebody else's brain. Mm-hmm. That to me makes total sense. I think that's brilliant. Whoever can like unlock that, commoditize that. Today, I think these generations that are growing up, experiences, they look at them as more valuable than any previous generation even, you know? They say that like kids today would rather go do something than buy something, right? So I could see where experiences and memories, like one of the most valuable things we have as human beings as a as an actual like currency. It makes it really interesting because a skill, for example, you want to be able to play the piano like Beethoven. There's somebody who is a master pianist and you can gain that skill from the transfer of consciousness. It's like Neo. I know Kung Fu. They plug him in, in the matrix. Yeah. He knows Kung Fu right away. There's something pretty sweet about that. Yeah. And you can see, you know, the version where you, okay, I can learn how to play chopsticks on the piano and that's, you know, pretty cheap. The Beethoven is like only five people in the world can afford that. Yeah, there is a level of like, what is that worth? Mm-hmm. You know, the, the value. value. Yeah, which is any any monetary system, right? Has a high value and a low value. A, a penny in a $100 bill. 
it also, I think there's something to like our human condition of making life better for people like accessibility, you know, yeah. think of the person who can't have the experience of running a marathon because they're paralyzed, but they want that experience, you know, that memory that feeling and being able to just consume that without in their consciousness and have it, even though they have been paralyzed their whole life, you know, or, um, you know, take anything that's like that where it's not accessible to a person, but you can, you know, transfer that consciousness of that experience to you obviously has a lot of benefits like that on the pro side. I'm, I'm sure there is for every future. We think of all the positives. I'm sure there's like the negatives of it too, but, and, and, for the negatives, I imagine, what if you think you're buying one thing mm-hmm. and then you get something else or, you know, like a, a murder or something, uh, mm. you know, terrible yeah. and then it's implanted. I think the negative really would be that, right? Which is the con of someone saying that they're giving you something that they're not. So I'm sure that there's probably a way to verify authenticity yeah. before. Like when somebody's like PayPal verified. Or Twitter verified, get a blue check mark. <laughs> I was going to ask you, are there any, as you know of, any downsides or physical things that happen when you transfer this consciousness? Do you lose memory or short-term memory loss? Any side effects that you know of? Uh, none that I can, I'm aware of. The, uh, it's not like that Super Bowl commercial where you got to <laughs> lose a memory to gain a memory. The one part I'm not, you know, I'm totally sold on this idea. The one part that's not totally sold on is the name, I got to tell you. Digicotos? Yeah, yeah. They're digital consciousness tokens. Yeah, I like that. It was the the shortened version I just didn't think was quite as catchy. Needs a little branding love. It sounds like a stuffed pet caterpillar or something. Like a digi, you know, Digimon. Is that what Digimon were with a little? Yeah, it was like a little thing you had to feed it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like a keychain. Ironically, that's how you keep all of your consciousness in a little (laughs) keychain. People lose them all the time. Like, who am I? Who am I might be something that happens, though, once you're, you know, imbibing the consciousness of others Mm. on a constant basis. Aren't you eventually going to get to the point where you're like, well, who am I actually? What are my experiences? Yeah. To be able to just consume experiences and to be like, okay, I I mean, I never had these on my own, but then who are you? What are your actions? That's a great question, you know, to really be considering and pondering, if you will. Yeah. Like anything. Well, that's all for this episode of The Fuzz. Tune in next time for more of tomorrow's buzz today. 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 Today.